All right, now he's gone. We can talk about him. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Is that Chris Jacobson? I tell you. I know. He's a he's a stand up guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? I don't know. Being like a quality person and shit. Like stupid. Right. Stupid. Why <laughs> <laughs> you be a scumbag like the rest of us? Right. You know we're so scummy, all of us. Hello and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are jumping into a new season. And in an RTFB first, this time around we're taking on a comic book to movie adaptation. And no, we're not talking about the MCU or DCEU or any comic movie U. The book we're doing this time around is the beloved French sci-fi classic Valerian and Laureline, which was much later made into the movie Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. We'll still be doing our same general thing, reading through the book, discussing, watching the movie, discussing more. Only since this book technically runs from 1967 to 2010, we aren't going through every single comic, just the first four story arcs, but more about that a little later on. For now, let's get back to my conversation with the Chris's already in progress. They were, the Scots oh, were pretty oh, good in their oh, there we go. I heard, I heard you yeah. this time. Right. Well, the Scots were pretty Catholic before the last of the Highlanders were defeated at the Battle of Culloden, so... Right? That that's old... when Catholicism finally died out in Scotland. That old thing. Yeah. Hmm. Chris, would the Highlander be able to hide in a synagogue? Or is that fair game? That's what we're trying to decide. <laughs> is it that's hallowed ground? About. Is it hallowed <laughs> ground or not? Yeah. Oh, a mosque? Yeah, or a mosque. I think any holy place where people worship should be hallowed by the rules of the Highlander existence. I think just in Europe, of course, it's churches. Because that's what they had a bunch of. But well, I Some would... Mormon's living room. Yep, I would think any holy place would qualify. I was told that uh, Arlington Cemetery was hallowed ground, so could he go there? Yeah, most likely. Right. It would... Uh, um... It would be really funny, though, to find out that it <laughs> to wasn't. Test it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, Validate uh, this religion. is how you I'd figure out what's complaint. holy, right? You drag <laughs> I was an immortal. I'd have to lodge a complaint with the rules, rule keepers. They're <laughs> like, look, guys, not all of us are Christians here, so let's make all hallowed ground. Let's be more inclusive, ground. Highlanders. Okay. Yeah. Well, according <laughs> hey, to the we, show, I just have to tell the decide. watchers. Maybe they can do we something about it. We don't decide what's, what's <laughs> hallowed, right? Like, this sure. is just a property of the land, so there's something wrong with your religion if it's not working. Yeah. Well, see, I think that would make it that way. <laughs> but it probably maybe can't be brand new. Like, maybe people have to actually pray there for a little while before it counts. I don't yeah. know. Would any of those That's my thinking. I've always thought that was the process. From, from Mars or whatever in the second one have something to say about it? or No one accepts that movie, so <laughs> it's rejected. It doesn't, it doesn't apply. Okay. It doesn't. Yeah. No. It doesn't work. Okay. 
it's not in the canon. They don't know how to fit it because it's just totally fucking out there. <laughs> so, like, we're just going to forget that one happened. We'll still call <laughs> the third one we Highlander like 3, it, so... but it's really Highlander 2. So, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't put numbers on it. The colon <laughs> with the subtitle is the right way to go. Yep. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> uh, thanks, guys, for making time on Heroes Day to join me to talk about stuff. So, uh, sure. yes, Zambian Heroes Day. Zambian Heroes Day. Thank you, Day. Zambia. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate it. Shout out. Shaking off the shackles of British Empire. Way to go, guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The best. We know something about that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, not in the same way, of course. But. Not quite. I, I'm learning that this started there in 1964, so it's pretty recent, too. Yeah, well, that's when they got their independence, so... Yeah. But and that's this pretty cool. article also says people are already forgetting what the reason is, and they're just like, well, I get the day off work, so see? Just, just like America! Like it, didn't, it didn't take that long, wow. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> just, just like 4th of July. Way to go, yeah. guys. Way to go. Yep. A holiday about explosions. Yep. That's what it became. Yep. And Simon has turned into like my dog used to be. He's like, yeah. here's the fireworks outside. Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm I'm with you, Simon. It's it's bothersome. I was upset at our neighbors because apparently someone's staying at the B and B house, the uh-huh. Airbnb house, and uh, they were sh- shooting off their fireworks at like ten thirty last night. And I'm like, I'm old man now. Cut that shit out. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost, this? I'm like, it's closer to 11 than it is to 9. So, I was, I if you was do that shit after 11, house. I'm going to call the cops. Yeah. I was at my parents' house, yeah. and uh, the people on the other side of the woods uh, had, like, a full fucking display. Oh, my mom's yeah. like, like, they must own the tent over there or something, and they're just <laughs> using the rest of them, because, like, <laughs> right. holy shit. Yeah. It was seriously on par with... Uh, you know, like the local city fireworks display. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of crazy to have like in a private thing, I think. Yeah. But, but I, I like in that moment, I was like, man, it's really weird that you can just do that here. huh? (laughs) Yeah. It's a big fire hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're supposed to do one like that big as a private individual. Yeah. Nothing stopping you though. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned even if places have rules on the books, they don't really send cops to enforce them. No. Yep. For that. So, unless there's a fire that starts, because then they have to hold someone accountable. Yeah. But Well, it's it's so rainy and humid here, I'm not worried about fires yeah. starting. But yeah. it's like... It, uh, Still. It's, one, it's annoying one, as fuck. One freedom that hasn't been taken away from us. <laughs> the most important one. Yeah, <laughs> causing hey, a disturbance. It's easier to get guns now. Remember that you can yeah, make your true. own bang all all the year now, all year long now, yeah. if you want. Oh man, no, that's that's the fun game you got to play in St. Louis. <laughs> is that a gunshot? Is, yeah. is that fireworks or guns? <laughs> Hard to know sometimes. Uh-huh. It is. Well, lucky us, they delayed the fireworks display just down the block from us till tonight. So that's when good. we actually have to go to sleep. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get you get tomorrow off or whatever. You're fine. I don't get tomorrow off. No. You well, you should take it then. I should. <laughs> yeah. No. Except... You should take tomorrow and the day after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just not come and, back. And the day after that, 
Yeah. And no, that's going to be all my... the days. <laughs> all of them. That's going to be my life in a couple of weeks because track shit. Like every oh. other week, we got to do something for track. So, why are they doing track in the summer where you live? This should not be <laughs> they allowed. They should have a different season for track south of the Mason. They do. It's called the spring, and that's about it. Like yeah. I'm of the mind that if you have to stop halfway through the day because it's too fucking hot, uh-huh. then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Uh huh. Like what yeah, the well, hell? Or maybe start it way earlier, like. Like in January, that's acceptable. <laughs> or do it indoors. Like, that's a possibility, too. You can have a track indoors. If you get a big enough ceiling, yeah, you can do that. Because you can still do the field events indoors. No, just do, like, the shitty YMCA track that you have to take 19 laps to go a mile. Like, that's yeah, You what can't I want. do the field events in a Y, though. You guys, you're never going to catch up with the Kenyans. <laughs> <laughs> He keeps complaining about this. (laughs) We need to go to altitude. Yeah, Yeah. that's what you need to do. And train in 20 degree hotter weather. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just just thinking of that that, uh, South Park where they have to play baseball all summer. Uh Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like... They're trying to lose all their games because they yeah, don't they're like, want to no, keep you, playing. You have to win. No, you have to. We don't want to <laughs> yep. win anymore. <laughs> the teams, the teams have gotten adept at like forcing the other team to make runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, the coach for the the running club, his son and daughter both run, and they're both pretty good, but. It was funny because his daughter last year for the state qualifiers was bummed out that she placed. She's like, ah, I have to run now. Like, yeah, God, I just wanted to it. go to Corpus Christi and go to the beach. Right, I didn't want to run. do shit. Want to yeah. hang out. Well, I'm kind of excited just... you're coming close to home in August. Yeah, like, this is this is a person I can understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's the smart one. We yeah. uh we found a bunch of my stuff in my parents' house the other day. Yeah, because uh, they're they're getting ready to move out. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And I still had a handful of things there, I guess. So we were going through the closet, and uh, we found like first of all uh, some Boy Scout stuff. Oh, boy. nice. Yeah. So I I found uh I found my sash with all of my merit badges mm-hmm. on it. Ooh. All two of them. <laughs> oh, I had more than you, friend. <laughs> I don't think I had very much. That sounds more. about right for you though. For, Not for like, this is this is uh this is how much effort I put into this. Yeah. There I made was... it all the way up to star, so I had Ooh. a few more merit badges than that. Oh man. No, I I think I was uh first class. I think yeah. I think That's I got those two to. badges. And yeah. I got one rank. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm cool. <laughs> like, we're all good. It had a cool badge. Second but, uh, class had a stupid part that goes underneath the main. Yeah. But I liked first class's badge. But uh, I also found a little woodworking project that was oh. literally like a slice of a log that had a piece of paper like glued to it. <laughs> um, uh huh. And, and the Sharon Jacobson like, effort. Yeah, Sharon was like, like I have a feeling that this was supposed to look a lot nicer than this. Like, well, <laughs> Probably, it's it's rustic, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I made it with my own two hands. I liked Boy Scouts, but it would have been cool to have known you guys in Scouts. Yeah, I like Boy so. Scouts. Okay, but our troop was 
I never got I past two. first class because our troop didn't give a shit. Oh, like, no, I had two troops. Not. My They're first like, troop we just was just want to go to Mr. J's cabin and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. My first troop was a bunch of assholes. Yeah. They bullied me, so I eventually quit after what felt like five years, but it was like a year and a half. Yeah. And then I didn't do scouts for a little while. That's when I got into the science center and started volunteering there. But then uh, one of my good friends in high school, his he invited me to come to his troop. And his troop was actually really cool. And, like, they functioned like a proper troop. Oh, And smart. they were in, into kids getting merit badges and into having, like, great experiences. Yeah. So I got I didn't get as many merit badges as them. I got a bunch with my first troop, even though they were assholes. Yeah. But that second troop was really like, hey, well, let's get you in, like, a leadership role so you can advance. And we'll try to get you your eagle. And eventually I was like, I'm a teenager, I'm too busy for that. But it'd be really cool if I did, but I never did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they were good. They were good people. They really kind of helped change my idea, like, showed me that there are probably more good troops out there than yeah. sucky, lame, asshole troops. Probably so. Troop 335, that was you. You know who you were back in the 90s. <laughs> so I still hold a grudge to this day that you were not better to me and a better troop. But yeah. hopefully that has changed in the intervening, like, 30 years. Yeah. That so, troop's probably gone. Probably. It might be. Scouts is not what it used to be. No. So. All those, you know, child abuse scandals kind of drained their coffers. Well, on top of the Whoops. years they spent fighting Whoops. against gay people. Whoops. Because the Mormons were the top donor for like 50 years. And they were yeah. like, we don't want gay people in our troops. Sorry. Sorry. But then even even Eagle Scouts were like, you know what? It's It's the 21st century. We're not discriminating now. Right. But then all the <laughs> sex abuse came out, so. Uh... <laughs> Even though it's now it's like co-ed and all that stuff and like it's a fun organization, but I just don't feel like kids today really have the independent or given the independence to do it in the good way. Right. You know? So well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if it hangs around. There's a neat scout center on the drive to Matt's work that I like. The Wachovia sponsored one, even though Wachovia Bank doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> But it has a fun, yeah. like, bronze statue of a scout out front. And they're like, scouts, BSA. Everybody should join a troop. I'm like, I agree, but I don't know how to yeah. help you with that. So yeah. we got to get through the rough times here, I guess. <laughs> That's when I gave up on scouts was when they were like, you have to, to rank up. You have to be your troop leader or your patrol leader Yeah. The one time. I was like, yeah. okay, well, I haven't done it yet, so can I do it? And they're like, well, we're going to no. vote. And they're like, we don't like right. you very much, so... <laughs> I will say, my, even my shitty old troop was trying to help with that. Like, they got me to be an assistant patrol leader. Yeah. But I didn't really like doing that. Like, my good troop, I ended up being the the scribe, so I had to go to meetings and shit, but just write yeah. down what happened. And that was a fine enough leadership position for the... But it does get harder, because then when the higher ranks, you have to be in them for a certain amount of months before you can right. move up. Yep. And then which we is go probably to, like... fine to hone those leadership skills, but... yeah. We go to like summer camps, like I'm thinking like summer particularly the one in Colorado. Yeah, I went and to one in Colorado. Like, that was really fun. Here's all these merit badges you can do. And I'm like, okay, I want to do them. I'm like, oh, well, your troop leader didn't fill out any paperwork, so you're not on the roster. So What? What? At least ours did that. Like, I had the problem, like, the one merit badge I really wanted to do was the archaeology one. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, Surprise. we don't have all the shit here to do, right? To do, to... <laughs> To finish it, so you'll have to finish it at home. Right. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to go home and then go to my camp, make my mom have to like send me to camp down in fucking bumfuck hot-ass Missouri yeah. <laughs> yeah. to finish this up when you just don't want to read. 
So I was like, hey, I know things, and I have the Merit Badge book. I'm like, so Merit Badge Counselor, if I do all this other stuff, will you take the time to, like, grade it, essentially? Yeah. Because it was, it was writing stuff, and he's like, sure. So I did, <laughs> and did it with my other troop. We actually sat around our uh, campsite a few nights and, like, talked to each other about places we'd been, like Cahokia, and I talked yeah. about Pompeii and stuff like that, so we could do this, this these Merit Badge requirements. And he did read them. He did give them, uh, did sign off, and give us our completion for it but mm. i'm like nice. that's fun advocate for myself i can't do that now as an adult but <laughs> ballsy 16 year old chris out in colorado <laughs> had no problems proposing solutions yeah. to protest it to in, roadblocks in... be like i'm not going to do this at home how about <laughs> i put in all this effort i have a pen and paper and i've been to places and i can do these requirements will you read over them sure yeah all right perfect yeah but i also did mm. like woodworking i did metalworking and leather work and that was pretty chill that summer but that drive was is still something that sticks with me because we went up came down through wyoming so that was a fun time fun space to see i remember seeing the pronghorn bouncing around and it's like some wide hilly stuff with the mountains in the distance it was really cool that's cool and then we did the day we left camp we went to rocky mountain national park and we hiked up to above this above the tree line to where there was snow yeah and whatnot in july so that was a hard hike to do like basically just straight the fuck up the side of a <laughs> that was a that was my here, entire but... uh week in colorado yeah, yeah. but it was neat or it was a how was it it was a side. week or two weeks even was, i think it was yeah. a week because was wasn't that high adventure yeah. yeah yeah so like high adventure camp would be a little different so like all all the stuff travis is talking about i have no idea like my <laughs> my group literally was was like, all right, we're at camp. Like, you're walking up that mountain, and we're not coming down until <laughs> yeah. the end of camp. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. Like, so we uh, we went up a, a bunch of mountains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure our guide was, like, high most of the time. <laughs> he was, Probably. he was like, having a great summer, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this was a dude who loved... Hacky sack and Sigaros. <laughs> I'm not surprised like, if he's like doing high is, adventure camp leading yeah. that. Like, and and if he saw another guide, he'd be like, "Hang on, I'll be right back." <laughs> and he would go run up another mountain, and then we would see him later that night. Oh god, <laughs> I had to go resupply essentially. Yeah, well, see, that's why him, my week in Colorado sucked. I just. Yep. I didn't shout get to out, cool shout out to Justin in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just read Dragonlance books in my tent. Nice. And got yeah. sunburned. Was the we did a skit night one night, and I did the, uh, we reenacted the dead parrot skit somehow without having an actual <laughs> nice parrot in front of the campfire oh, for the troop. So fucking skits. You just have to believably say this is a dead parrot. I think that's what we did. Maybe use yeah. like a rolled up jacket or something. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So uh so we got like a new book. Yeah. <gasps> Except it isn't even really a book, it's a comic book. You mm-hmm. guys got it. I don't have it yet. What the fuck? Hasn't arrived. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I don't I I need to I need to ask like which one specifically I guess because I haven't even looked. I have. I assume there are says, multiple. I'm there. looking at it right now. Cinebook on the side. Valerian, the complete collection, number one. Yeah, that's what I have. That's the one I got too. 
Yeah. yeah. And it looks I feel like they like re-released that. it because Ooh. of the because movie. of the movie. It's the movie tie in there on there. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's the movie tie in one. That's a that's So that's a pretty it. pretty book. It is. That's it's the one very nice. It's very big. Yeah. It really lets has a lot the, of it has an interview with shine through. Yeah. It has an interview with Luke Besson in there and some other shit from yeah. like the movie production aspect and then okay. some of the some of the comics. He's like, here, these help to inspire us. Yeah, so. and let me tell you, like Luke Besson is not shy about telling you that he had a big crush on Loreline. Yeah, not shy at all. Yeah. When he was a kid in France. Yep. Yep. France. Keeps keeps repeating it too. Yeah. You guys say Loreline? In my head it was always Loreline. Loreline? Loreline? I don't know. Loreline. <laughs> With a little bit of Austrian in there because we're in Frankia now, so it was both. Uh, it's hard. It's hard for me to tell because in English it has no accent marks. So, yeah. But let me I don't see. remember what they said in the movie. I... Probably Loreline, but I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. I have no idea. Valerian. We will learn. Uh, Loreline. Yeah, I guess that's probably okay. right. Lorleen. No, V and L. Good old V and L. Yeah. 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 Well, but anyway, so like... uh, So this is like a favorite comic, like a cult favorite. Probably less cult, cultish if you grew up in the European... If you grew up in France in like the uh, 70s and 80s, probably less cultish, yeah. but... right. For our, like, season's question, like, what's a cult or favorite comic or movie that you love that you think people should be made aware of? I'll give you a minute, because that's not a top-of-the-head question, but... Mm. I'm trying to remember what ones I like that not a lot of people do. <laughs> also, I haven't thought of an answer yet, so I'm giving myself a minute to think, too, but... Oh. I can go back to my childhood for a book example. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That I always loved that was maybe a little more known when we were kids, but is not known now. So yeah. I'll start. Okay. Dinotopia. Ooh. The Dinotopia books. by James Gurney. Yeah. And the first one is they're all good. The first two are fun. I never got the third book and I think there's a fourth one. Oh, I did yeah, get the third yeah. book, but I didn't read it yet, and then it got destroyed in the storage unit flood, but I never got the fourth one. But they're really beautifully done. His art style is really cool. Yeah. And I just I've always liked it since I was a kid. Still got I had to get new copies, but I have my new copy Dinotopia here somewhere. Yeah. And so it's just fun. I don't think I ever read that thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like dinosaurs and people living together but they don't eat each other. Yeah. Yeah. They live on an island somewhere in the it's world. It's like the Flintstones. Uh, no, it's not. They have their no. own advanced <laughs> society. Um, it's comparable. It takes place in the 19th century. And this British uh, guy, or Ameri- no, he's an American, I think, and his son were on an exploration somewhere, and they got shipwrecked because there's reefs around Dinotopia, and that's what happens. No ships can make it in. And uh, dolphins rescue you. Yeah. So that's why all newcomers are called dolphin backs, because the dolphins bring them to the shore. <laughs> that is racist, sir. <laughs> well... I'm offended. This is how they did it. And there's even ancient <laughs> motifs of that shows people in like done in a Minoan style, like in some yeah. of these ancient parts of Dinotopia. Yeah. That show humans being brought on by dolphins to the island. The dinosaurs got there. Their story is dirt when the asteroid hit, I don't know how all of this happened, but 
some they found some cave tube cave system a bunch of them and they went in there yeah. and survived and they walked out through that and ended up in Dinotopia on this island. So that's how the dinosaurs got there. And then people, once we had ships and boats in the ancient world, started showing up. Yeah. So they started making a... The dinosaurs had already kind of gotten a thing together. Like, the carnivores live in the center of the island. And the herbivores and people, they live on the outer ring, the outer yeah. side of it. And so there's, like... They don't really cross over. Yeah. That's how they keep the peace. Because they can all talk to each other. Because they're dinosaurs. Segregation. Okay. No, it's because the carnivores <laughs> couldn't live. They couldn't guarantee they wouldn't try to eat other dinosaurs or humans. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we're going to go live here, and we'll you, you come find us if you need us, but you probably yeah. don't. Probably don't. Yeah. <laughs> and when you cross their, into their territory, you bring food offering to be like, hey, we're passing through. Don't eat us. Here's a whole bunch of food. Yeah. They're like, all right. Yes. So, food. Over time, like, there's this really fun thing. Like, he used it to play with different peoples and societies and like they have their own ancient history like egyptians came there because like everybody from all these civilizations came there because they were just sailing around trying to do stuff and started things there so you have minoan influence in ancient stuff egyptian ones kind of babylonian yeah then you get into more modern stuff like in this the modern the current cities they have there's a lot of like there's italian influence from the venetians and all this other stuff they developed their own kind of clothing styles based on, like, flora and fauna and nature, because mm-hmm. that's what the dinosaurs like. They created this code of laws and stuff to live together with and whatnot, so everybody's a vegetarian. They don't Except eat for the carnivores. Right, except for them, but they live in the center, remember? They're not <laughs> in cities and all that kind of stuff. Right. The dinosaurs developed a writing system, so that's what everybody uses, based on footprints. Okay. okay. This is just some sense. dude, just James Gurney, even about this. And the fun thing is, he has a little in Dinotopia. He has a little decoder box, uh, and so it's all in English. But you can decode. You can use that and like decode the signs you see in the rest of the book, and you can write little letters right. if you're. And you can write notes to yourself if you're very young, Chris. Yeah. If you when you're like nine year old Chris <laughs> reading this book again, and wanting to use dinosaur script. Yep. So secret messages. But they're fun. Very fantastical. Which is kind of a fun little thing where just people and dinosaurs live together, and yeah. people do stuff for the dinosaurs that dinosaurs can't do, and vice versa. Mm. And they just kind of get along and live in harmony. And when people throw that into question, that's when stuff has to happen. So, right. That's in the cool. second book, they learn about Dinotopia's kind of older history. There was an older civilization, older than dinosaurs. No, it was still dinosaurs <laughs> and humans. <laughs> Oh, but okay. it was basically their Atlantis, like Dinosaur It was aliens. Uh, but they aliens used, did it. They used machines. They invent. They developed machines there, and that's the yeah. legend. And them, that's what led to their downfall. Was their reliance on machines. Mm-hmm. So that's what they does, find uh... some. They find some ancient underwater temple that they can go in and whatnot. So need right. fun shit like that. Well, we didn't front load the spoiler warning, but spoiler warning for Dinotopia, I guess. Yeah, if you <laughs> haven't read this, it's ruined what, for you. Year old well, book. I didn't tell you any of the progress <laughs> or the character development or what they go through. That's just true. some of the side shit. That's so. true. Part of the story yep. is the journey. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. the journey. It focuses on dad and son and how they adapt and uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Now we're getting into spoilers. <laughs> so there's a dad in this ruined. Skip yep. ahead to this timestamp if you Arthur want to Denison. avoid spoilers for Dinotopia. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. But I was always the only kid into that growing up, so <laughs> you, might still, probably still you might the still same. be. 
yeah, might still be. <laughs> it was just you. He wrote it for himself and you. Yep. So if you're still alive, James Gurney, and you ever hear this, I'm still a big fan. You can create more and or send something to me. Just reach out to our Facebook page to find out how to do that. Hit us, hit us up in our uh, web space. Yeah. For a, for a pizza roll. We should for probably add roll. Dinotopia to our that one page we have with the book recommendations. Doing it right now. So <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of books and stuff about Dinotopia, mm-hmm. like art and whatnot. Yeah, art. Well, his art's very beautiful. It's paintings and oh, he's got a YouTube style. channel. Oh, really? Well, that's cool. Oh, he's on Twitter. I'm going to tweet him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dear James Gurney, are your ears burning? <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty one cool. of us just spent a long time talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> His uh, Google alert's going to go crazy. Oh yep. my god. Someone's talking about me. <laughs> yep, and three people in Zambia are going to hear about it. <laughs> yep. And you can find it, Zambia. You'd like it too, maybe. I'm sure they would. Yeah. They like dinosaurs and archaeology and stuff. I would hope so. They're high-quality people. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what the internet has sold me as well. Yeah, exactly. It has sparked an interest on our part way over here in this part of the world to learn more about you, Zambia. <laughs> so. It's a random email that probably was spam anyway. But. <laughs> yeah. Or it could have been uh, someone using a, whatchamacallit thing. Yep. I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you call it. But I'm what really hoping it's thing. actually somebody in Zambia somehow found us yep. and has been listening to our podcast. Could be. I would really like that. So. Could be. We'd only take one. It would. Yep. It would only take one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I haven't thought of anything yet. So, other Chris, do you have something you want to talk about? Oh my God, it's uh, <laughs> hard, right? Yeah, I I feel like a lot of the things that I liked growing up were like weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. No. Uh. Let's see. Uh. Uh. Culty. Let's. Um. I'm I'm always gonna talk about um uh Stephen Bruce, I guess, as a fantasy mm-hmm. author. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um like it it isn't your typical sort of fantasy thing because literally the, the first book in the the Talto series is just a a guy who's a former assassin and a crime boss. Right. Uh, so it's uh, you know it's a fantasy series where like magic doesn't work uh, quite the same way as it does in most places, and it's got like a lot of uh, I don't know sort of swashbuckling action and stuff, <laughs> and also the you know the main character is like this cynical bastard, <laughs> and right? it's it's just like really funny like how most of the situations he gets into like he just doesn't want to be in you know like he just right. like what a pain in the ass this whole thing is uh-huh interesting and you know he he dies or nearly dies like so many times during the series mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> like it's uh it's really great so yeah uh taltos series by uh uh Stephen Bruce. Um, Very cool. Yeah. I think I I'll, still have I'll, that first one somewhere. Yeah, you should read it. Um, there's uh, 
I'll throw out the movie UHF. Uh-huh. Nice. Weird Al. Yeah. Yeah. That's a um, fine one. Yeah. Wherein he runs a TV station uh, somehow <laughs> mm-hmm. successfully. Somehow. Somehow. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's really great. Yeah. Um, Seconded. And probably something that's not as culty anymore, but was like the most culty thing I think I was into uh, is uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High quality. Yeah, it definitely was back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I back think... then it was like Secret Club. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Know somebody. Yeah. Good to know someone who was getting the tapes from some guy at work. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, um, shit, man. Uh, have you been watching the latest season? Um, yeah, I have been. I don't think I'm completely caught up, but yeah. like, uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah. I yeah. I think I've only watched the first couple when they did the, like the early premiere and then I haven't yeah. had time to go back and watch the rest, but I'm yeah. liking it. Yeah. It it's solid. It's definitely solid. Yeah. Um Man, where was I going with that though? Uh Anyway, I don't know. Robots? Yeah. Space? Robots? Robots, space, uh watching bad movies, making uh-huh. fun of them. Yep. Oh. Uh Zambia, I apologize, but uh MST3K is is pretty difficult if English isn't your first oh, language. Yeah. That's yeah. true. And there's a lot of like uh pop culture references you probably need to be like yep. I don't say know, the pop culture references here you in like the late seventies. <laughs> you you need yeah. to have lived like in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I used to oh, go there yeah. every summer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oops, I had a couple uh, relatives who still had that accent. Yeah. Dude and had all served my... you hot dish. Mm, I like hot dish. All yeah. of my all of my Iowa family has a, a nice like northern midwestern yeah. accent. It's not quite that uh Minnesota like Dakotas thing, mm-hmm, but like yeah. a well, specific to Iowa kind of thing. Scandinavians who were yep. all there more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's like my grandma made hot uh, egg dish every year. Ooh. It was a hot dish derivative. Did they ever do the coffee with the eggshells? No. No. It's apparently a Minnesota thing. Yeah. I've never been take all to that with her to Missouri. Minnesota so. or to Minneapolis, but I'm intrigued by like their uh hamster trails they have downtown. Yeah. Uh huh. Where the you can just walk walkways. around yep. in between buildings yeah. in the winter. Like mm-hmm. yep. I've never used them because I've that. never been in the winter. I know, I would like to go in the winter just to see yeah. it. It's not I did learn from Matt, my roommate in college, it didn't snow in Minneapolis every year like it did when my grandma was young. Yeah. Because she used to cross-country ski around the park all the time. Hmm. But it still gets cold. Yeah. They have a a very big mall there. They do. I've I've been there a bunch. I like it. (laughs) With like a roller coaster in there. Yeah. I kind of wonder uh, if that mall is going to die with the rest of them. And then you'll have like this really vast... Empty mall. mall. Oh, yeah. I don't know, because they've slowly filled it over time. Like, it has an aquarium and, like, some other shit. Although, the last time I was there, like, when I was young, it was really neat when it was new, because it had all your regular stores and a lot of, a ton of, like, individual, like, little quirky stores, too. Yep. 
the last time I was there, like in 2004, mm-hmm. it was basically just all the regular mall stores repeated. Oh. You'd have like five <laughs> Hot Topics in there that just spread what? like a mile apart from each other. Stupid. Yeah, it was kind of sad. They were trying to figure that out again, but they had the aquarium, they had the other stuff. They yeah. used to have a Planet Hollywood, which if I can find it somewhere, I have the pin for. Oh, yeah. it doesn't exist anymore, but I have right. a Planet Hollywood Mall of America pin somewhere. And, but it's still fun. It's still an interesting concept. You know, what do you do with an old football stadium? Put a mall <laughs> on it. Like, <laughs> then you have this indoor. It was the for one of the first indoor, like, amusement park I'd ever seen. Yeah. So, and it was yeah. for a long time, like, the only Lego land I ever like the visited. Only one. Yeah. Because they had a little bit there with, like, really cool Lego selections. And they had, like, these Lego dinosaurs that have, like, move, heads that move and shit like that. Oh, really man. Fun. So Yeah. Cool. That, as a kid, was, yeah. like, uh, was so amazing. amazing. Yeah. Seeing the Lego. <laughs> yeah. And, like, 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 going to a store that had that much Lego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had like, all the sets. All the things I, you could ever want. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Give me this and this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's it's pretty cool. I'm an adult now. Mm-hmm. And you can just get and that I can shit. just be like, yeah, I, it, fuck it. Yeah. Give, <laughs> give me everything. One of everything, please. And it, and it, you, know what, you know what really sucks is having learned restraint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Bills for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> have to like, pay other uh, people for shit. Yeah. So after there's a there's a bunch of stuff that I want that I could get, but yeah. not today. Yeah. 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 Yep. To, as an aside, that reminds me of some classic other Chris advice that you gave to my brother who was having problems <laughs> keeping his paycheck from week to week because he'd spend it on so much stuff. You're like, Dan, whenever you're about to buy something, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's so easy. Just don't do it's it. So easy. It really is that easy, though. <laughs> no, I, I have, uh, I, I have a wifely voice in my head, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? At this point, that just says, "No." Do you really need that? <laughs> do we really like, need anything? Do you, <laughs> yes, food. Is this is this really that important to you mm-hmm. at this moment? Yeah. Totally is. <laughs> it's not I mean, sometimes technically it is. not a bad thing to have in one's head. Sometimes right. it is. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you know, it most is. Most of the time, it's like, oh, God damn it, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 True. Then you could do something even cooler later on down the road. True. Or so they tell us. I don't know that that always <laughs> happens, but yeah. Right. right. Well, uh, so returning to the question. Uh, mm-hmm. It's hard for me because I don't think I was ever the one that was like, oh, this is something only I know about. Like, all the stuff I liked was pretty pretty popular. But yeah, in general, like, I'm still a big fan of Bone, which is, again, like, oh, yeah. enormously popular, but uh, not something you necessarily have heard about or read. But it's, yeah, Bone I, I would amazing. say it's, I would say, like, among people who know comics, it is. But, like, yeah. among the general populace, no. Right, right. It's like uh, Mickey Mouse, Lord of the Rings. It's really good. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, And you can get it in color now if you want to, but I kind of like the black and white one better. Um, Yeah. And I was also going to call out a uh, comic series that I followed for a while called Unwritten. Um, 
I don't know if it's still ongoing or not, but it's kind of like, uh, what if Harry Potter was like a real guy that like his dad wrote about him in a book? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so like him having to deal with being so well known, kind of like, you know, um, Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh was based on oh. his son oh, yeah. was uh-huh. a real guy. Yeah. But uh, then you kind of find out that he is literally from the book. Like he was written into existence. Oh. And there's like a whole cabal of people trying to get get a hold of him to get him back. And it kind of does like the genre bending and jumping through different stories. But it's oh. really cool because it goes through all through different literature stuff kind of in like a... Um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen type fashion, uh-huh. where you have characters from other books that are, you know, antagonists in the, in the series too. So it's it's really That's neat, interesting, yeah, and uh, kind of goes to some interesting places. Like I'm remembering in particular, like a um, small story side story at one of them where they went to like a Winnie the Pooh analog where. They found out everything was so happy and carefree there because they've been taking all the dark stuff and shoving it into the tree that <laughs> is in the center of them. And oh, God. All the evil shit in the world lives there. And so that's where wow. they sent the guy to be punished. So Oh, wow. It's pretty cool. It's called, yeah. called The Unwritten. And it, I'm sure it's got several trade paperbacks now if you want to go look them up. But Interesting. I thought it was really good. That yeah. reminds me of... Uh... Like a a sci-fi short story, actually. Yeah. And, man, I am having trouble remembering who wrote it now. Yeah, The Ones Who Walk Away from Omelas by Ursula K. Le Guin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we must have talked about that at some point. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the one where she's like, imagine a perfect utopia, you know, where everything's nice and chill. And... Uh, I, my, my favorite part of that story was like, you know, if this seems too nice for you, like throw in an orgy if you want to, (laughs) like whatever, like it's all good. Like Uh just imagine a place that's like perfect. (laughs) Um, and then imagine there's like one starving, scared orphan child locked in a closet yeah, and like can never come out and basically like, uh, Essentially, that's the contract. Like, yeah, like this place can only exist because of this kid's suffering, and everyone who lives there knows about it. There's always like a day in their life where they get introduced to the child. Yeah. Oh boy. Like, like there he is, and some people are like, "Well, shit," but this place is so awesome. Yeah. So I guess I'm okay with this, but there are, you know, a handful of people that when they find out about it just walk away. So So maybe a I, bomber. I don't yeah. know if I brought this up to you guys before, but uh there's a comic series that Simon was reading called Super Dinosaur mm-hmm. by the same guy who did Walking Dead and Invincible. Oh nice. Um, basically doing a billion comics at the same time to make image a thing, but uh Yeah. Super dinosaur, like a genetically engineered T Rex that is basically James Bond. It is amazing. Like, yeah, <laughs> that okay. sounds awesome. It is so fun, like and ridiculous. <laughs> like in the first first comic, you have him uh, playing like dunking a basketball and jet skiing in a tuxedo, and yeah, it's great. That's super okay. dinosaur is a strong recommend for me. I'm okay. I'm I'm sending that to my sister right now because her yes. daughter is getting into comics. Yes, um, absolutely. 
Have you have you read uh, any of Paper Girls? Paper Girls. I've heard of it, but I have not read it. So so when I first uh, watched um, Stranger Things all those years ago, you know, yeah, I'm like, oh, they they ripped this off of Paper Girls. Oh. yeah, like I, you know, I I highly doubt it. Like it's yeah, it's they ripped it off from a lot a, of things, but it's 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 more a case of like um, like this was just the time, I guess, when all of this happened. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, but it's it's about like um, girls in the eighties doing a paper route, uh-huh. and then some supernatural shit happens. Uh-huh. So it's like uh, it it gets really weird really fast, and I I was trying to recommend it to my sister, but then I was like, well. I don't remember how violent it gets. I know that <laughs> I know that it's got like twelve and thirteen year old girls smoking. Oh boy, <laughs> the worst. And I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with this, and I think it's fucking awesome. But yeah. like, I don't I don't remember if like any of these girls get cut in half or something. <laughs> so like, I I gotta go back and double check. check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a girl smoking on the cover, so. Yeah, it's, it's off limits. Sorry, it's it's fantastic though. Yeah, yeah, it looks you cool. Should, you should read it. Yeah, well, yeah, and uh, yeah, Brian K. Vaughn is great. <laughs> Brian K. Vaughn is amazing. Yes, yeah. and uh, they even got one of the guys who did the the Wonder Woman comic I like. So I'm yeah. definitely going to pick this up. Yeah, I have to go to the comic store today. Awesome today. Some of them will be open. Um, so anyway, like about this comic in particular. Yeah. So Valerian, right? Mm -hmm, uh, yes. it was first published in 1967 in issue 420 of Pilot. Oh. Pilot. Pilot. Okay. Pilot. With an E. Uh, the, uh, the French Belgian comic magazine famous for Asterix. 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 Aha. Uh -huh. And then edited by Goscinny himself. So, uh, it was mostly a weekly series, but had large breaks in between story arcs, mm -hmm. and trade paperbacks came out more or less annually, but it ran all the way until 2010. Holy shit. So we're going to read oh, cool. uh, 40 books in this This is, this is like <laughs> the fucking one piece of, of, uh, of, of yeah. French, <laughs> of French comics. Yeah. yeah it's no. like Prince Valiant. It's like, uh, I don't read that either. We're gonna, I know we're that gonna one get into. We're yeah. gonna get into Hunter Hunter next. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, even though it concluded like twelve years ago, they've also written a couple of novels afterwards. So, I guess it's oh, just yeah? done as a comic, but not necessarily as a story. So, uh, the two creators, Pierre Crestin, the writer and a PhD. Mm. And Jean-Claude Messier was the artist, so they actually met as uh, children in the 40s in bomb shelters. Oh, oh fun. of the war. World War II. Yeah. yeah. But wah, wah. happened to meet again in Utah, of all places. <laughs> uh, that is a weird fuck? place to run into each other. Yeah. Pierre was teaching French literature in university, and I guess Jean-Claude was just there 
to explore Wild West locations, because, you know... Come see America, come see the West. Because art. Yeah, because art. Because they got some cool landscapes out there. They they really do. Maybe they were making Western comics. Maybe. Yeah, maybe so. I think... It's where they get all those arches and... I think Lucky Link and stuff stuff was about that same time, so... um, but yeah, they decided a sci-fi comic would be a fine vehicle to comment indirectly on France under an aging Charles de Gaulle. Yeah, sci-fi and, does have a venerable role of basically being social commentary. Yeah, and the various movements so. of the 60s, like civil rights and feminism and mm-hmm. even environmentalism, which they comment on in the interview. Like, that wasn't even really a thing yet, but right, yeah, people started talking about it more, so... Um, so I have I have read this first volume before, but it's been several years now. Cause, uh, uh, so I don't remember a lot of particulars, but in general, the series focuses on a kind of time cop guy, Valerian. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lady he meets in the French Middle Ages, Laura Laureline Laureline, whichever <laughs> we're gonna go with, and uh, brings back with him. Us. So ah, okay. So it's very uh, both space opera and like time travel. So very Doctor Who in my mind, mm-hmm. but also very Star Warsy, and, and to the point where there have been a lot of parallels drawn from the visuals in the comics and Star Wars. Like oh. the first book has some panel to movie still comparisons of like Leia's bikini is something that Laura Lorelean wears. Uh, mm-hmm. Their ship looks remarkably like the Millennium Falcon, at least from uh, behind. Interesting. Uh, Valerian gets frozen in carbonite at one point. Floating block of <laughs> stuff and something or other. A big big scary guy in a giant mask who's got a horribly disfigured face underneath, so they oh. uh they even said in the interview that when they went to screen A New Hope, uh they're like, Oh, so they adapted our comic, so that's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Uh-oh, George. <laughs> at least they had a good, uh, you know, a good laugh about right. it. And yeah. everything was fine. And yeah. the legal action was taken. Right. Right. You know. <laughs> you know, they, they they had some kind of off-head comment about, like, you know, it's... These kind of ideas were just kind of out there at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. People just kind of thought about this stuff. Like, all right, that's fair. So. Yeah. Um. So the movie... Uh, came out in 2017, directed mm-hmm. by Luc Besson, who yeah, was buddy. a big fan of uh, of the comic when he was a kid. And I'm a big fan of his because of The Fifth Element, and it's probably why we're even yeah. doing this book to begin with. Like, right. Probably. Well, and this this book is probably the reason he did The Fifth Element. Yeah, actually, he did work with one of the, the artists when he was designing The Fifth Element, they said. He worked with uh, oh, yeah? Jean-Claude, I think. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it's either the writer or the artist coming up with that. So let me double check real quick. That's important. Indeed. All right. Fuck it. One of them. (laughs) 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 Worked with one of them on it. So, yeah, Yeah. it was highly influenced by that. So, but, you know, when the trailer came on, in the theater, I was like, mm, all right. But then seeing who's attached, I'm like, okay. Yep. But strangely enough, I never seen it. 
it was like in the theater for a couple of weekends and then it's gone. I'm like, well, what the hell? So right. Oh, I saw it like opening weekend. Well, what the hell? I loved. I liked it. So <laughs> I own it as well already. Well, that's interesting. Good. That's I good. I really enjoyed it. I have pops too from that of Valerian and Laureline. Nice. So nice. I was into it for a little bit. Yeah. Well, the movie has uh, Dane DeHaan, whom I don't know who that is. You will know him maybe if you look at his face. <laughs> yep. So. Well, I mean, I looked him up later, and he, of course, is Timbo from True Blood, of course. Yeah. Or well, the, I mean, he's... the new Green Goblin in The Amazing Spider-Man, so. Uh-huh. Yep. That yeah. he is. And it's got Kara uh, Delevingne, who was just mm-hmm. fresh off of being the Enchantress. Yep. So. Yep. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it also has Rutger Hauer in it, so... Oh, mm-hmm. uh, does he show up to a town and just fuck shit up? <laughs> I, One could only know. We'll find out. That's that's the Rutger Hauer I know and love. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Rihanna's in it too, but whatever. Yeah, she is. <laughs> a little bit. Whatever. So the movie well, had a budget but... of... $223 million, which made it the most expensive European and independent movie ever made at the time, at least. Yeah. Oh. And so I guess some investors had also seen The Fifth Element, and they're like, okay. Yeah, this yeah. is true. But it grossed something like uh, $225 million worldwide, and so it was a huge fucking failure. Unfortunately. Yeah. Which Technically I think profitable, stupid. but... No, yeah. I think I think uh, I think it's, it's stupid when you basically have to make twice your budget to be considered yeah. a success. Because yeah, I mean, there's there was no know, chance you, this movie was going to make half a billion dollars. You gotta you gotta consider that there was also probably another like fifty million of marketing. Yeah, yeah, and like that's pretty fucking crazy. Um, it is, but but like. I don't know. I I feel like this is the kind of movie that eventually, because of like streaming and, and right. sales, yeah. like is probably going to catch up. Like it'll I it'll agree. be an after the fact success. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, but like, I'm I'm saying this, of course, without having seen the movie. So <laughs> it's all right. It's you'll probably share some of the larger criticisms that most people do about it, but it's still a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I enjoy it every time I see no. it, even though I have my own critiques about it. So, Mr. Besson said in his interviews, like, you can't write to please the people. Like, you got to stick to your own artistic vision. So, I would say it's spoken more like some a guy who's had choices. mixed reviews in his in his past. Yeah. So, I would say it's more ends up being some of the casting choices, but yeah, the visuals are great. The story is fun. Well, it wasn't so. bad enough that they stopped him from doing Elvis. So, correct. So it's all good, but. Uh, when I checked this morning, it's currently at a 48, 53% split on Rotten Tomatoes. So all right. pretty yeah. divisive all right. for <laughs> critics and audiences both. Yeah. Probably at least something worthwhile in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great visuals. So, so I am optimistic. Yeah. I, I remember really enjoying the comic when I read it a couple years ago. And so I, uh, Excited to revisit it, and I have mm-hmm. high hopes for the movie too. But absolutely, so um, yeah, I'm intrigued to be dipping my toe into the world of Valerian here. So yeah, the Galaxity, yeah, or whatever it's called, but uh, <laughs> Metrocity. So, <laughs> it, 
in general, I was wondering, like, how much of this should we do? Like, should we just do this first volume? Because it seems that's, like the movie is really just talking about the Empire of a Thousand Planets. That's all I really wanted to do, but okay. we'll see how we feel. Okay. That was my plan with it, because otherwise we'll get stuck into, like, 40 years worth of content. Like, <laughs> so... I, I, I will to... just throw out there. I've I've been reading a ton of manga lately, and I can I can easily get through yeah. like fifty hundred pages a day. So, <laughs> well, the the thing is, the the books aren't that long. Like the first volume right. I have is only you know forty one hundred and forty pages of content, and right. that's four different little story. But arcs. how do you cut off? And then I have to find other editions yeah. of all the others. And right, like, so. That's why, to me, I was kind of like, well, let's just maybe limit it to this first volume. Yeah. I was thinking either just the one or the first two, just to kind of see what else happens after whatever the movie's supposed to do, but um, I also don't don't know if the movie was really like a direct adaptation of any of it. It's just kind of like, here's some general stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'll find it. We'll find out. Yeah. I don't know. I've just seen the movie. I don't, I've never read any of the the source material, because even though I bought this, I never read it. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, I don't have any particular preference. Like I said, I can I can get through comics quickly. Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's at least do the first one. Okay. Um, and then we can call an audible if we want to do a second one. I'm okay with this being like a short season where it's like three episodes, but um, okay, three or four is fine. So. Right. We could turn it around quicker, but yeah, we could. So I guess the homework is to get the first volume. And yeah, I gotta do it, that, and then like read it. Read it. I'm gonna have to it. come up with a creative way to take notes on it because what do you cut out of a comic? Like, I don't know. It's already maybe, pretty summarized. Maybe that goes story, more into like, some if there's any art style differences too, yeah. and you some should of that uh, commentary with it instead of just the text. Right, you know, use that could be like uh, I don't know, like a Google document and take pictures of it on your phone or something. Yeah, you could do that take too. Notes next to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just republish the whole thing. All right. Yeah, annotated textual analysis. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll do it on TikTok with a filter, so no one Perfect. will be able to get me. Perfect. It's the <laughs> internet version of a, a proxy or whatever, so it'll be fine. All right, well, we can figure out when to meet back and talk about that once everyone's got a copy. Yep. Okay. Look at stuff, but... um, Did you guys have anything else that's good? I know we kind of did some of that up front, but... No, I'm finally getting around to watching The Boys, so... Oh, yeah? Everyone around me keeps talking about it. I'm like, I've never watched it, so I started last night, and I'm mostly through the first season. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really good so far. I've been like, okay, yeah, I've heard good things. It is, it's really good. It does seem like the kind of thing that might wear out on you if you watch it all back to back, though. <laughs> it could be. We'll find out. You can only deal with so much darkness. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously, uh, how much darkness watch... can you watch in an evening? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I'm probably gonna watch some. I'm torn now. I throw out maybe watching Hamilton today because I've never seen it. Oh, but no. I also used to watch The Patriot on the 4th of July. That's oh. also a commitment, so we'll see. It is. Hamilton is good. That's it what is. I hear. Yeah. yeah. That's what we I watched I it last year on the 4th of July. So. 
Sharon Sharon is not a musical person, and she really got into it. So yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I like there are some a lot musicals. Of, lot she's of also she's also not like a three hour movie person, and she got into <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Danielle is a little more prone to uh, musicals, but she liked it way more than I expected to. Yeah, that's good. It's got a lot of good nods to you know classic hip hop. Rap mm-hmm. artists too, so yeah. I'm sure you'll appreciate that. You'll be like, "Oh, that's just like the seven coke command or crack commandments or whatever." <laughs> yeah, I'm totally gonna appreciate that. Did. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, we'll see what we do because we're doing our traditional fourth food meals tomorrow when Matt's off work. So yeah, nice. That'll be nice. Good. I think we're having. Oh, it took me a minute to process over. that. I was thinking like Taco Bell fourth meal. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> Fourth of July, sir. <laughs> Hamburgers, hot dogs, potato salad. Taters. I think we have some corn, and Brittany's going to make cupcakes, so it'll be fun. Nice. Nice. Very and nice. Grill out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Other Chris? Uh, so I started watching a show. It, it was on Netflix, but it's not anymore. You have to watch oh. it on fucking uh, Brit Box, I Ew. think. Yeah, box. like who has they hoovered box? up all the good shows? But uh, did you say they hoover up all the good shows. They hoovered <laughs> up all the good shows. I did. Oh my, you asshole! Um, <laughs> um, but no, I I uh, started watching a show called uh, Inside Number Nine. Mm, uh-huh. And it is uh, like a kind of a dark comedy anthology series okay like um like the last episode that i watched it's i'm still early on in it but it's it's so good it's so funny it's so ridiculous Hmm. um uh it's just like it's really dry and british and dark Hmm. Uh, but the the most recent episode i saw was um uh it was it was an understudy in Macbeth. Yeah. But it was the story of Macbeth. Oh. <laughs> so it was like, you know Oh, okay. It's so it was, it was it was like this uh you know, this other other actress was uh uh basically trying to push him to get the part of Macbeth. <laughs> but it ah. but it like but yeah, it like fully mirrored the story of Macbeth. Yeah, in the whole play of Macbeth, and it was kind of awesome. But all at the same time, it was like I said, fucking hilarious and dark and British. <laughs> yeah, so. nice, nice. That's clever. Get your get your uh, Amazon Prime like free seven day subscription to Brickbox right. and like watch <laughs> a few of them. Yeah, have to. They it's... sucked up a lot of shows I like to watch that were British shows. Like, hey, don't get it for. Elsewhere, pay us yeah. for it. I'm like, no. No, thank I'm you. Tired of that. Too many people need too much money. Or you can always set to the high seas. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just steal it. Yeah. Eventually, that's where we'll all go back to because it's, you can afford to give everybody eight ninety nine. No one. It's Heroes yep. Day. Sh- shake off the British Empire. Like, don't pay your. <laughs> I have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't reward Britbox for that. Shake off the shackles of. <laughs> British imperialism. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> By not paying for Britbox. 
Take the British TV shows and throw them into the harbor. Well, we, will, we should do that. I have to drive a ways to find a harbor, though. <laughs> into the Mississippi River. Right. I have to drive a ways for that, too. Yeah. Into the ocean, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's closer to me than the Mississippi. Yeah. Um. So I was going to bring up a couple of games that I've been playing because of Twitch streamers playing them. Uh-huh. Uh, a couple of cool little indie games that I've been playing. One of them is called Vampire Survivors. Um, and it's described as a bullet hell game, except the bullets in this game are like Castlevania monsters, and you're like a Castlevania guy. So you kind of wander around and pick up different weapon loadouts. Mm-hmm. You got your whip, and you got yeah. daggers and axes and stuff you'd expect from a Castlevania game, but right. it's like you can kill all these guys and level up and then come up with different combinations of items to enhance your stuff. And so it's like little half-hour levels that you just see how long you can survive in them and collect as much shit as you can so you can yeah. upgrade and try again. So um, it gets like really intense uh, and interesting, but uh, it's still in early access, so I don't think it's like a final final game, but it's also yeah. really cheap because of that. It's like three bucks. So I've, I've any heard more than about this from other people, bu- and I yeah. Uh, yeah have have heard that it's really good. Yeah, well, it's got like the arcade-y. RNG aspect to it because yeah. depending on what weapons you've unlocked, like you're either going to have a really shitty time, right, or you know a really easy easy loadout. So. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, early access, though. Right, right. So, I think my one uh, major critique is that there's, like, just too many enemies. Like, it gets to the point where you can't think about it. So, you're really beholden to your loadout, so. Yeah. And it's not like you're clicking attack a thousand times. It just does it on its own, so. Yeah, Uh, right. Anyway, but definitely worth $3, so. I think I think part of that is um like the thing about bullet hells I guess is um uh like there really does have to be that skill aspect and predictability in the enemies right. like you have to know sort of like uh be able to predict the patterns and and right. know the exact size of the hitbox because holy shit it starts right. to get ridiculous right um yeah and really the only strategy I've come up with is, like, just which items you select. Like, yeah. you know, if you have this weapon, you might want this support uh, upgrade, but then you won't be able to upgrade the other one later because you'll be out of slots, so. Yeah. And knowing when you can pick up a treasure to, to evolve st- it. Uh, if you check it out, I would uh, recommend you watch at least one or two Let's Plays just to see how it works, or else you're going to be like, what the hell? So, yeah. Anyway. So that's one. And then the other one I've been playing is a game called Unpacking. Oh, yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of, not really even a game, but it's literally where you're unpacking boxes and installing them into different rooms. But the thing that's interesting about it is like you're following the main character's like life story without them ever oh. actually telling you what it is, just uh-huh. by what shit they happen to have and where they're moving in. Yeah. So, oh, okay. You know, your first room is like I don't know, like a high school uh, 
high school kid putting different like art supplies in and then uh, they move into like a shared house in what must be college and stuff and like you can tell they're into D&D because of the different figures they've got and like dungeon guides and dice and stuff so mm-hmm. it's really interesting the way they tell a lot of story just with what you have in your boxes and how you can store them like what's allowed and isn't allowed like yeah in the the shared house you can't put stuff some places because like you're a roommate instead of owning the place yeah uh, like when you first move in with somebody it's the same sort of thing like they've got all this like sleek european uh furniture <laughs> no place for you to go like it was so sad so sad on that level because you've got like your big frame diploma and you can't hang it anywhere in the house so i had to put it under the bed <laughs> oh, so. so it's you know not not like a it's sort of like a solitaire type game where you're trying to sort stuff around and figure out where you can put it um so that's all put away but the thing that hooked me on it is when you're done you can do a replay and it'll speed up and all your stuff will fly into place like your mary poppins or some shit like yeah it makes a very satisfying little click every time that's awesome <laughs> Especially when you're doing like the the spices in your kitchen, and you have to rearrange a hundred little things. And like, so nice. So it's pretty cool. It's a nice way to relax. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the I especially appreciate the video games because you have like a Wii and a GameCube that you're yeah. constantly moving around. Like if you look, if you zoom in on the video games and the DVDs, it's pretty clear what games they are, and so that's kind of fun too. Nice. That's fun. That's a little attention to detail there. Yeah, that one's less or more than three dollars, but it's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. It's like pixel art, so nice. Yeah, yeah, and of course Stardew Valley, but right. I think I probably satisfied myself with that one. Yeah, gotta keep going, keep the wife happy. Well, like. So I got her all up to fourteen stars or whatever it is. Like hearts, she doesn't come down there there. if you don't maintain. No, you can't come down from full heart, full hearts. Okay. As long as you talk to them. Well, you so you guys still talk to her. Yep. It's okay. a special mechanic just for the wife, I guess, or okay. husband, if you choose yep. a husband, or Krobus if you go with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was bummed out. I found out about that after I chose a wife. Like I could have had yep. Krobus as a roommate. Damn it. <laughs> Start over. Krobus is best girl. <laughs> all right uh anything else we should talk about guys no i don't think so all right okay that was our session for today and your homework if you want to read along is to read the first four arcs of valerian which to spell it out are bad dreams the city of shifting waters earth in flames and the empire of a thousand planets which all do seem to be available as ebooks, or in the collection that we read, Valerian the Complete Collection Volume 1, put out by Cinebook. And this might be my own bias, but I've got to say, if you're a fan of comics at all, you probably want to go this route. The pages are big and colorful and just really fun to read, and you get the same layout that you would have gotten when they first were published, and it's great. I found my copy at my local comic book store, shout out to Madness Comics in Plano, and maybe you can too. 
Otherwise, Amazon is always available, whatever. As always, we'll close out today with our usual segment on second thoughts, but this time it's a pretty glaring oversight on my thought. I failed to mention in this episode that one of the co-creators of Valerian, the artist Jean-Claude Messier, passed away in January of this year. So forgiveness please, monsieur, and let me skip ahead a bit and say, your artwork was my favorite part of these band dessinées. Loved every panel. Repose en paix. Today's episode had a huge and direct influence on George Lucas's costume choices, thanks to Chris Chrisham, Chris other Chris Jacobson. It was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. he got from uh, Scholastic Book Fair at school. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Robin Hoodlum. I oh, like girl the named title. Robin, with a Y, who lives oh. in Loxley Manor in Knott City. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's like a uh, uh, assassination attempt on all of the, the people in town, and she has to go into hiding in Sherwood Forest. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And she meets uh, some different people, like uh, Tucker, who's like a priest. Nice. And uh, Scarlet, who's like a hacker lady. And <laughs> I felt real dumb because the way the lady's name is spelled, it looked like Mary Ann. But then I realized it was Mary Ann just with a Y. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so we got like 250 pages in. I'm like, oh, Scarlet, I wonder if she's going to be like a half-sister or something. He's like, why uh-huh. would she be? I'm like... Well, because Will Scarlet. No reason. Will Scarlet. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, it's clearly yeah. like a modern no retelling reason. of Robin Hood. He's like, what? <laughs> What's Robin Hood? What? <laughs> oh. Clearly. I was like, it's creative. It's fun. Yeah. It, it turned out all, all right. Yeah. Well, sure. But Most of the stuff from, the, from Scholastic is all right. Well, I mean, was they're not all a... Dinotopia, but. No. I did was... see it at Book Fair when I was a kid. Yeah. So. For sure. That's how I went home and told my mom and grandma I wanted that for Christmas. <laughs> and lo and behold, right. I got it. But sadly, yeah. the one that I had that I lost, grandma had written a little note in for me. Oh. So. Because yeah. we like dinos- We know you like dinosaurs and utopias, so here you go. And it had ancient culture influence in there, too. It was like the perfect book for, for like, eight-year-old Chris at the time. So. Yeah. But you didn't know it at the time? Somewhere there was one little dinosaur who was being tortured nonstop. No, that's not happening in that, in that story. Okay. Their biggest fear was will human technology get good enough to cross the Wipe us out again. The reef barrier and find them and disrupt their Oh, so we don't need dolphins life. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so the series yeah. culminates with them like wearing lasers on their heads. <laughs> probably and, like having mecha dino suits. If we jump yeah. it to 2022 probably like yeah. this was like 1870 or something like, or 1880, 
So there was they didn't have anything to worry about for like fifty years. I'm yeah. picturing a T Rex in a biplane wearing a little scarf and <laughs> goggles. They yeah. probably figure out a way for a T Rex to do that from their societies.